Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, we are talking about creating and setting your energy budget. Where in life are you giving your energy and what are you getting back? How can we be more mindful of that? But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Now, I've never heard of an energy budget. I mean, I do the budget for the HOA. Right. I do the budget for the household. Yes. But there's also something, I guess, now called an energy budget. Well, it's actually a scientific thing that exists outside of our Know Your Aura realm. Um, So an energy budget is a balance sheet of energy income against expenditure. It's an account of an animal's total energy intake and how that energy is used and lost. Okay, so this is going a little green here. <laughs> it's going green. <laughs> okay. So it's going to be hard for us, kind of like when we did the glitch in the Matrix. Yeah, when we were, trying we're not to doing explain. another green episode, are we? No, it's just, it's an, I, I guess it's a way to measure an organism's intake and outtake in the environment. What they take in and what they give out and what the, I guess, oh. the differences are or what the expenditures are or something like that. So it's okay, a scientific. So- thing okay so let me kind of okay so in nature you're saying let's say there's a raccoon right okay and this <laughs> raccoon needs to feed uh-huh. so when they go through our trash cans they kind of the energy that they use to get the food versus how much energy it no, took them to get the food i'm not quite know, sure but okay. i think what it really is is like let's say it's a plant or something like how much does that how much from the environment is it going to need like what's its budget for its lifespan, like what's the budget of energy in its in its organism's lifespan? Uh, you know how much percentage this it's going to need, how much percentage that, and then also what it gives off in return. Okay. So it's just like any budget. Like if you have money coming in, how much are where are you spending it? Where are there deficits? Where are there extra? And how much do you put out? So if you think of it just like money, it's easier to understand, or okay. energy, like in an organism, how much they suck up from the environment and how much they give back in return. All right. So I guess in nature, let's say we take my raccoon analogy probably didn't work, but let's go with your plant. So right. I'm assuming in nature, this is like like divine. It's like it's perfect in balance. It's perfect. Okay. Like when we when we look at nature, the way that, yeah, the way that nature works, there's... When it's perfect, you know, when we have ecosystems that work among each other and everything's in in divine balance and, you know, as we study these things, we see even things we didn't understand. We're like, oh, you know, that plant gives off this seed, which this animal takes and then they replant it this way. Everything always works and there's cohesion in nature. I feel like as humans, we need to kind of think about where is our energy best spent because a lot of us take our egos And it hijacks us and it makes us spend energy on people and places and environments which waste our energy or deplete us instead of spending it in places where there's more mutual reciprocity. So let's look at places and every single thing in your life. That's what I'm going to talk about later on. Every single place in your life, are where where's the mutual exchange? Where what are you getting out of it? Where are you giving to the greater good? Versus where are you just filling an empty pit of nothing okay so i, I knew this was going to happen i knew yeah. like we i was unlike the plant <laughs> i assume that myself and other people that are listening to this podcast our energy budgets are just not matching up perfectly like this this yeah, plant in nature right we have to find our balance and you know in nature there's no guilt but for whatever reason in our 
world in our ego driven 3d world there's a lot of guilt so they say you know waste your energy in this place waste your energy on this person waste your energy here otherwise you're bad or you're not helpful or you're unlovable we have all these social systems around us that direct us to actually and encourage us to waste our energy and in nature there is none of that it's if something's not working what do you see the plant do you see it move you see it repopulate in a different place you see it you know make changes evolve adapt and be flexible and it's only our society where we're told hey don't do any of those things stay exactly where you are and keep throwing your energy into a void yeah it's not natural yeah okay now okay this is making sense to me now it didn't at first but now it does and now actually i view this as you know Basically, our entire lives, society has created it so that we would just waste our energy. Yes. Like when we're doing, when, you know, <laughs> just like even doing like the bills or the mundane tasks of the day or like filling out this form or get this form in to do this. And it's, it's so waste of energy in terms of like a higher realm it, in the like in the society, societal world. Yeah, you have to do those things. Yeah. But it's really just we're wasting our they energy. They give us a lot of tasks in yeah, society to yeah. keep us pushing buttons in the factory of the, yeah. the, the big brother, the machine, yeah. right? Yeah. Just, I'm just all day. I'm, I'm just wasting my energy all day long well, doing, these, doing these things. You got to keep the lights on and we have to function in a system. You know, you got to pay the electric bill. Like we have to function in this 3D world. We have to like, survive. But everything's like just like a pain. You know, like you, let's say, you, you know, you want to renovate your house. You got to fill out all these forms or something. You want to put an ad on or something. Yeah, it's, everything's like just a waste of time with forms and and constructs that are, are there to just get in the way of right. our, what we're really supposed to be doing. Yes. A lot of constructs in the way, but you can think about everything that you do. Like, okay, if I'm spending time, I want to renovate the house because I don't know, I, you know, so going to town hall and filling out the paperwork, yeah. at least it's for something, I you know, guess. so it's just thinking about everything that right. I do, what's it for and why. So we're going to talk about that All in right. detail. All right. We got an ad first. When we come back, we're going back to 1999, the year before I met you, and I'm going to do my energy budget from that time period. When I'm not taking time for myself to think creatively or be inspired, I can feel really burned out. Have you ever felt burned out? What did it feel like to you? Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Life can be overwhelming and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, irritability, fatigue, and more. We associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles and lives can lead us to feel burned out. BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. Personally, when I talk to my BetterHelp counselor, I just get clarity. It's bouncing something off. Somebody who has a professional opinion helps me a lot with organizing how I want to proceed forward. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash KYA. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash K-Y-A. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right, so we're going back to the year 1999. Come with us. Yes, please. Now, I know <laughs> that some of the listeners, because, you know, our, we do have listeners in their mid-20s, 23, right. 24, 25, and maybe a couple of young, and we do have a younger audience, too. 
Uh, so they might not know what was going on in 1999 because they would have been, what, like three or two, three or four. Like ten. Some, yeah. Ten. Yeah. Okay. We have a range. We have a range. All right. So <laughs> what were people putting their energy towards in 1999? This is the year before I met you. Yes. Okay. All right. So the biggest one was everybody, except myself, of course, was panicking about Y2K. Everyone was panicking about Y2K. The amount of energy that humans <laughs> put into this is overwhelming, right? Yeah. Everyone thought, you know, the day after, you know, New, you know, New Year's Eve would come and then at no, midnight, midnight. midnight, the world was going to blow up. The world was going it to was, shut down. Shut down, right. Nobody knew it was going to happen. Right. Do you know what you were doing that night? Yes, I do. Tell me. I was at a hotel in downtown Buffalo. Yeah. Not thinking about it at all because I kept saying to everyone, nothing's going to happen. That was supposed to be our first date. Yes. But I said, one, I don't really know you and I'm not going <laughs> downtown with you and I'm 18 so I can't drink. Right. Two, it's Y2K. Yeah. The world's probably going to blow up. <laughs> yeah. And I kept telling you it's going to be fine. Because we were just talking on the phone at that yeah. point. We yeah. didn't even meet yet. Right. This is before photos. You didn't even, I didn't have a photo of you. You didn't have a photo of me. Like we talk on the phone here and there. Right. Really okay. creepy. And you, That's were, how people... you were in a panic. You were in a panic. I was like, no, I don't want to go anywhere with you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know you. That and it's from... Y2K. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you should trust your instincts. You should, I should have, really. Yeah. Again, I'm the only person not putting any energy towards okay, this. Okay, so you're Everyone out partying is, on Y2K. Yeah, because okay. I know nothing's going to happen. Right. Like, I didn't even remember, like, what happened from the transfer. I don't, nothing, right? Nothing. Nothing right. happened. Nothing happened. Uh, Just, midnight happened. Nothing happened. Yeah. Uh, we all went online. Nothing happened. Right. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Second thing, another big thing in 1999, people, again, I did not do this, people started swapping out their VHS for DVDs. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no one's taking my VHS tapes. <laughs> I'm keeping them. I don't know what this DVD nonsense is, this weird circle right. with a hole in it. Yeah. You know, no, I don't that get it. That was the thing. That's yeah. right. But everyone was starting their new collections and buying DVDs and yeah, swapping out. Yeah, I was like, why? That was the first time. I was like, why am I replacing my VHS collection with a DVD collection? Right. You don't like to rewatch movies either, so... No. And, I, you know, I had built up my VHS, you know, yeah. my, my uh, bootlegs, you know, you know, stealing... Oh, yeah. <laughs> stealing movies off HBO. Yeah, fast-forwarding through commercials if they're on TNT or sure. something. Okay. Third thing we have. Um, everyone was getting into Napster. <gasps> downloading oh, my God, I forgot about that. Illegal songs that destroyed and your Lime computer. And LimeWire. Yes, and LimeWire. Oh, my God, I destroyed a computer doing that. Yes. So... <laughs> Yes, it's so. true. You you could actually take songs for free offline. Right. The only payment was a horrific computer right. virus that made everything else not work on your computer. Exactly. Except for my computer, which was totally fine <laughs> because I refused to download the things because I didn't even know where they would go and I didn't know what it was. Yeah, but I did it. And then you, you, you could burn them onto a CD. Oh, yes. yeah. We yeah. did that all the time. Yeah. Um, number four. That's funny. Fourth one. Uh, Britney Spears was getting huge. What do you mean? Britney, oh, like, like, yeah, she was coming out and just yeah, being incredibly... Yeah, that was, she was creepy, she by was the, the way. And I don't think we've ever discussed this, but, like, when I met you, you were living in a... Just a horrific single male uh, location with, with four other men. Right. And you were sharing a room with one of them. Yes. Again... Many red flags. Right. But anyways, you had a Britney Spears poster hanging on your wall. <laughs> yes, you did. No, did. Yes. In my room? You no, I did, did not. I 
swear wait, to God. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You now, had not, okay. a Britney Spears. I remember in walking room? into your room, which you shared with another grown man at the time. I remember walking in. It was in. his then. No, it was on your side of the room. <laughs> and it was it was Britney Spears. And I was like, oh, you like Britney? Okay. Okay. Um, I, wanted so it, I my, want it in a raffle. My sister who was... Like 12 at the time did too. I, I won that in a raffle. But you hung it up, you know? Well, I didn't want to insult the person that I won it from. Okay. It was like a children's organization. Anyways, that you were into Britney Spears, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and you don't say you're not a poster person because then when I was like, you know, you might, you might be like, oh, I had to hang it up not to insult whatever made, you just made up. Right. But then when I met you... Uh, no, when I went to your childhood home, posters everywhere. Phil Collins. Phil Collins, like the Giants... Yeah. Giant, yeah, yeah. Mets. Yeah. Okay. So Devils. you were a poster okay. person. Okay. So, All right. Anyways. Um, Carson Daly. <laughs> he was he was oh like the hottest guy going. Total Request Live Total on MTV. Live yeah. He was doing it all. He was everyone was giving their energy to Carson. Yes. Now he's like a side character on the Today Show. Yeah, I like him yeah. now. No, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, he was. I forgot about that. Everyone it was loved in Times Carson. Square. He was everywhere. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Like I didn't really watch it, but like everyone would talk about it. Yeah, I didn't know who he was at the time. Um, he I was do dating now. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, you didn't know that. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's in like an Eminem song. Eminem yeah. makes fun of him. I refused to watch MTV at that time because I was like, I'm only watching if there's a music video. Okay. And they were changing it over. There yeah. was there were too much like shows going on. Like real, real world, I think was getting big then. That's, I think that, that predates that. That might even but predate yeah. that. But mm-hmm. I was annoyed with MTV at the time. Okay. Yeah. Pokemon cards were huge. Oh, yeah. Never my thing. Yeah. I never got into that either. Um, the movie, The Sixth Sense. Oh, yeah. Blew up the world. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan Ding Dong. That guy. <laughs> Who's that guy? Is that a song? What kind of weird reaction did you just have? That's a song. That's a song. No, that's the... (laughs) Is that a song from the 60s? No, his name's M. Night Shyamalan, and he's the one that made The Sixth Sense and then The Village, which was really good. Yeah. But everyone was freaking out because Bruce Willis yeah. was a ghost. He was yeah. dead. And yeah, that's like the twist. Figured it out. I had figured it out after the first did scene. You? Yeah. yeah, did yeah. you? Yeah. 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 No, you did. Actually, you did. You're like, he's, why is he wearing the same outfit? Thank you. And then you're like, but then the whole movie, like, why is he wearing the same outfit? Why is he wearing the same <laughs> outfit? Why is he wearing the same? And then at the end, I told you. And I was like, that was seeing the sixth yeah. sense with I mean, you. that's what okay. it's like watching shows with me. Like, the other day. <laughs> We were watching Stranger Things, and I told you what's going to happen. And yeah, I was right. And was you right. were right. I was right. right. We won't tell you because it's a spoiler. Yes. Um, everyone was reading Harry Potter. Third book came out. Oh, Potter yes. Mania. That was huge. I did not read those. Yeah. Um, denim on denim. Everyone was wearing denim on denim. Oh, because Justin and Brittany, they yeah. like had a couple's had outfit, a couple. denim on denim. Yeah. Was bucket that on hats. your wall too? Yeah, bucket hats. Oh, they're back. They were back. Yeah, they're back now. They're back now? Yeah, I have huh. a bucket hat. Yeah, from Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one I actually did partake in is, I think, the only one on the sheet that I did, except for the Britney poster that I had uh, that I got in the children's, you know, raffle for charity. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Old Navy and Gap hoodies were huge. Yes. Gap, like saying Gap on the front. Yeah, that, that was Old big Navy for you. Yeah, and I had those. Yeah, your family was big in the Gap. They were big on the Gap. Well, we had one, like, two blocks from our house. Yeah. In, yeah, in Merrick. So every, we just would we'd always go there. My dad loved it. But... <laughs> 1999. So that's all the things that was going on. That's your nostalgia kind of like set it up. Yeah. I was telling what other people were putting their energy towards. Right. You're wearing your Gap hoodie, listening to Britney. Now I want (laughs) to... Got it. (laughs) Okay. Now I'm going to go on record here on saying my 1999 energy budget could possibly be the worst 
in history. Okay. Like, no one's ever had a worse budget than I did with my energy in 1999. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought of it, something that you spent energy budget on. Okay. You could, you could add it to it. Okay. All right. So let, let me tell you what was going on here. Again, I did not know you. We had those couple phone calls, but that was it. Right. I, I did have a master's degree, uh, and I spent most of my energy making pizza. Yeah. Okay, so I was working at Domino's Pizza. Okay. You know, putting pepperoni and onions and green peppers on pizzas. Yes. That was where all, I mean, not all my energy, but a ton of my energy was going. Right. Now, there, obviously, there's something wrong with that because I had a master's degree. I don't know. You were in transition. I was in transition. Yeah. Okay. Like a life transition. Yeah. You didn't know what to do. You got the degree. Okay, so you were spending a lot of energy just kind of like. Right. You know, keeping the college life going, I guess. Yeah, but no energy was spent on my degree. What I had is a degree. I had, oh, a, yeah, ma- you I had a master's you and I just wasn't... applying to, to for your doctorate. You weren't applying nothing. to be anything. Nothing other right. than putting pizza and, you know, in an oven. And you just hit a wall. Hit the wall. Okay. So that was going on. Um, my other thing was I was huge into the New Jersey Devils. Okay, yeah. So now, and, and you might ask. First of all, people might ask. Well, he's from Merrick, Long Island. Why would he even be a New Jersey Devil fan? And yes, that, people are asking that yes, right now. Uh, many people have asked me. I've, a lot of people ask me in my DMs. Ralph Macchio actually he asked me himself. <laughs> okay, Scott, the guy from Cobra Kai. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you know, if I know now, now I would know the answer is because I have a red aura. That's why because I grew up on Long Island. Everyone liked the Islanders. Yes. And of course, I couldn't like the Islanders, so right. I had to like the New Jersey Devils. But that's because I have this stubborn red aura, right? Yeah. Plus, I think you like the solidarity of the team. Yeah. They're pretty solid. Yeah. And also, they're, they're going back to Bruce Willis. They're, one of their top players was named John McClane. And John McClane was the name of the, uh, Bruce Willis, the character he played. Oh. In, in, um, Die Hard? Die Hard. Yeah, okay. Die Hard, yeah. The Christmas movie. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, so I spent, I mean, count, uh, I watched every game. They, in 1999-2000, they won the Stanley Cup. I watched every single yeah. game that they played. Right. Um, from finish to end. I made my whole schedule around the games. Yeah, because that overlapped when I met you. And yes, you would. That you was would. overlapping, yeah. Yeah, so just, just talk about the energy you put in. Like, you would yeah. trade shifts with people. You'd have right. parties. You're like, this is what you're doing. You'd gather all your friends together. Like, we're all watching it together. Yeah. Like, that was, yeah, no, that was like a huge yeah. energy expenditure. And right? now, looking back on that time period, that year of doing that, and, you know, yeah. I mean, was it fun? Yeah, I got yeah, some, I got fun out of it. Of it was enjoyable for that moment. But at the end of the day, I think about like you know, I wasn't on the ice. I didn't win anything. I didn't host the, the trophy. None of that happened for me. I mean, they got probably you know huge paydays and paychecks and everything, and I'm still flipping pizza. So I put all my energy yeah. into this sports team, which again, I did. Yes, did I have fun? Sure, have fun with my friends. Sure, but. I don't think I got back the return in energy. It was a distraction. Yeah, it was like a distraction. I got, like you're saying, like you get some energy, you take it back, whatever. Yes. I mean, I gave out all this energy. And I got a little bit back because yeah. according to that, you know, with like say friendships and social. having fun and social. Mm-hmm. So a little bit, but the energy exchange was way off. Because it was like centered it. in distraction. Yeah. And right. it wasn't, it, it, you know, and I don't want to like bash people who love teams and, no, you know, they do go yeah. to all the sporting events and, and that's great. But like. Now I, I barely watch any sports. Right. I've actually done like a to- total change in my energy. Right. Because it wasn't giving – it doesn't give me enough of the energy return. Right. So, you know, I'll watch a football game here and there just to, to relax, but I don't get into it. I don't ever 
I don't think the last time I watched a hockey game was years ago. Right. Or baseball. Well, it's was... not big here. That's no, I know, thing. but it's just like yeah, it depends. It's where you more live, for my too. energy exchange now. I can't do yeah. it because I'm giving up too much energy. When and it does give a little in return, but it doesn't give me enough in return. Yeah, you weren't you weren't just like me, like where you're just like, oh, cool, the game's on, an excuse to socialize, whatever. Like you were really invested in the players and the stats. Yeah, and like right. And do they win? And okay, if they do this, then this will happen. If they do, th- like you were like full on like fan. Yeah, and, and that takes a lot of energy. But yeah. if you think about it, at that time, you were trying not to move forward. So right, distraction takes a lot of energy. To keep going, to make that distraction around you, it takes a lot of energy. So, yeah, in your energy exchange, you were actually getting, you were actually getting what you wanted. Yeah. You got distraction. So you were, what you invest in does give you a return. You right. were investing in distraction and it worked. Right. So, you know, you now you're just more honest with yourself in hindsight. Yeah. So um, I, yeah, yeah. So I guess it wasn't, yeah, it's just, it's just not. It's not like. Enough to get. It's just not what you want. Right. Like right. anything you invest in, you'll get something from it. Is that what you want? You just decide, like you were investing and getting great returns in distraction. At some point you were just like, oop, I don't want distraction anymore. So you just have to change your investment strategy. Okay. All right. So again, the worst energy budget of all time for me. Now, there was one thing I actually was doing right at the time that I didn't even know it now. So I was actually – that is around when I started to begin to trade stocks. Oh, great. So I was learning about the stock market. Mm -hmm. I was putting energy into that. Uh, You know, even if my trades weren't that good and I was making mistakes or, you know, buying fad things or a lot of fad stocks at the time with the the, – Dot-com. Dot-com era. Uh, but at least there, I was putting some energy um, and getting a return in the future. So now today, you know, I know how to trade stocks, and I'm yeah. you know much better at it than I was. So that's a good back point. Then. Like so, making taking energy and putting it into mistakes and learning is a great investment for the future. Right. Yeah. All right. So All that's right. a good energy so that exchange. One was, was good. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, at that time, I, I mean, where I was putting all this energy, and it, I was just going to go. No, if I continued on that path. It would, I just would have went nowhere. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, just absolutely nowhere. So I had to make a shift in that, that energy. Yeah, that's it's, what... You know, that energy... Uh, and that's budget. what we all are trying to do. Yeah. I think that was, yeah, the whole point of this episode. Okay. Let's see where we can level out and level up our energy budget. All right. So when we come back, uh, we're going to do a couple of ads, and then we're going to do some celebrity energy budgets. What is the key to consistent good hair days? Well, using ingredients that benefit your hair. Function of Beauty makes hair care products that are 100% customizable, made for your hair where it's at right now and where you want it to go. Your hair, it's completely unique. And products that address its specific needs, that's where Function of Beauty comes in. Personally, right now, my hair is super dry. It is so dry. (laughs) So I got to put in, I just recently today actually put in my order for Function of Beauty and I got to put in all my hair goals and I centered them all around um, making my hair more moisturized and all the hair goals that are in line with that. Function of Beauty is the world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair now and where you want it to go. Founded by a dream team of engineers and cosmetic scientists, each Function of Beauty product product is individually designed to be as unique as you are. Function of Beauty offers over 54 trillion possible formulations. Every one of them is vegan and cruelty-free, and they never use sulfates or parabens. You can also go completely silicone-free. So here is how it works. First, 
take the quick hair quiz to build your hair profile and select five hair goals like lengthen, volumize, and oil control. Does your hair get frizzy in the winter, but only in the summer? Function formulations are meant to be changed when your hair needs change, just like mine just did. Next, choose your color and fragrance or go dye or fragrance free. Then get your freshly filled formula delivered straight to your door and prepare for good hair days ahead. Say goodbye to generic hair care for good today. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash KYA to take your hair goals quiz and you'll save 25% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash KYA to let them know you heard it about it from our show. We so appreciate that. And to get 25% off your first order, that's functionofbeauty.com slash KYA to take your hair quiz and save 25% off on your first order. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So I thought and we thought it would be interesting to talk about some celebrity energy budgets. Okay. But first, I want to talk about how, you know how like these, the new thing, I guess it's not that new, but the thing is that they take their names and squish them together to make a couple name. Yes. I I, wanted to see if you knew some of these. Okay. Now, my current energy budget that I have really puts like (laughs) 0.0001% on these celebrities. Right. So I'm probably not going to know them all. I might know one. If I'm lucky, but all right, give, give me a try. Right, I'll give start. I'll start easy, and then okay. everyone play at home too. All right, okay. so we'll start easy. Benifer. Okay, Benifer, I do know. Yeah, you know because J Lo yes. was big in 1999. She had the um, she was doing the eyeshadow stuff, right? The stuff around her eyes. Everyone like had the same eyes as she did. I don't remember that, but that's interesting that you do. Yeah, well, I, looked, <laughs> I had looked it up for the bit I did sure. before. Um, so. <laughs> So I that, don't remember that at all. So that would be Jennifer Lopez, Matt Damon, and Ben Affleck. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, the three of them. Because, like, I think Goodwill Hunting was big yeah. at the time, too. Sure. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, but they were a couple that existed, I think, back in 99, and now they're they're hot again. So, Benifer. Okay, so you knew ben, Benifer. Okay, okay Benifer, I got. All right, let's see. Um, do you know Brangelina? Brangelina. Brand? Brangelina. Brangelina. Who um, are they? Yeah, okay, so that's. Um, Brad Pitt. Yes. And um, I, I don't know, the, what's the lady's name? Jolene? And Angelina Jolie. Jolene. Jolie. Okay. Angelina okay. Jolie. Okay. okay. So. Okay. All right. So okay. you got that. Okay. Go. Okay. All right. Tom Cat. Oh, my God. Tom Cat? <laughs> I need to go back for this one. Okay. Hold on. Tom Is this Kat. from Vanderpump Rules? No. No. That's okay. funny, though. Okay. Because there's a Tom on that yeah. show. Right. And a cat on that show, too, I think. Probably. Or they, were like, they, or they photographed a cat at one point. <laughs> um, Tom Cat. Tom Cat? I have no idea. I have no idea. That's uh, Tom Cruise. Okay. And oh my god, what's her name? So um, oh my god, Cat, Katie, Cat, Catherine. Oh my god, Katie. That's terrible. That okay, I don't so you don't even that. know your own one. No, that's really bad. Because <laughs> she's from Dawson's Creek. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. I think I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah. Yes, she, uh, Dawson's girlfriend or something yeah her and everybody at home is like now screaming yeah, at they're me yelling and I'm at you. super See, sorry you're just as bad as i, I am. am i'm sorry that was so old i just i remember tomcat and i had them in my Did head it, didn't everyone like hate him or something at that time because he did her wrong or no, you know what, what he happened? did See, this is how much energy I put into these things. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Oh, okay. okay. I decided to do it. Okay, good He job. did this really weird Oprah interview. I want to say it's around 1999. Okay. And it was really weird. And if it was on now, like if it's something that like just the way that just social media is now and stuff, if this interview aired today, I mean, it was crazy back then. It would be psychotic. There, there, was, a, there was one he was like jumping on a couch 
professing his love for her. It was really unhinged. And then they visited their ranch in Wyoming or something, and it was really odd. Yeah, I, I remember that. So anyways, that's Tom Yeah, I, don't, I remember vaguely it being it a little strange. It was odd. All right, you, you have any more? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll um, more. Okay, okay. Kim Ye. Kim Ye? Yeah. Ye, oh, that Ye guy. Kim Ye. Oh, Ye. Kim Ye. I'm probably saying it wrong. Kim, Kim Ye. Kim Ye? Should be Kim Ye. But well, Ye, Kim Ye. Is, is, what's his name? Kim Ye. Kanye. He changed his name to Ye or no, Ye. No, it's Kim Ye. I was right. Kim oh, Ye. Kim Ye. Is that some? Yeah. So know. who is it? You got Ka- it. Well, Kanye. It's Kanye, Kanye and Kim, Kim Kardashian. Okay, but okay. they broke up, right? They did. Okay. Now, who is Keat? Keat? Is that a diet? Are these diets? <laughs> they sound like diets. The keto yeah. diet? No. Yeah, the keto diet. <laughs> Keat? You don't know Keat? Keat? That's Kim and Pete. Kim and Pete. All right. Okay. I have one. I don't know. Do I give you a hard one? Yeah. So far, they've been pretty hard. All right. Spidey. Spidey? Yeah. The guy that plays in Spider-Man? <laughs> no. You know Spencer Pratt? I don't and even and know Heidi. No. Heidi Pratt. Okay. They're like married. They're okay. called Spidey? Yeah. Like, like Sp- You DM'd him. You were trying to get me on his podcast. Oh, okay. And I he, should have said, hey, Spidey. He answered back with like a, like a heart emoji or something. Oh. Oh, I got one. Oh, Jelena. Jolina? Jelena. Jelena? Uh-huh. You're never going to know this. Jelena. That off. sounds like a song by Dolly Parton. Just Jolene. Okay. Jelena. That's Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. Oh, never got that. I didn't even know there were a couple. <laughs> that long time ago, okay. yeah. <laughs> Last one, Kravis. Kravis. Um, Kravis. Oh, my God. It's, Kourt- I- it's Kourtney Kardashian and uh, Travis Barker. Okay. okay. All right. Well, so, anyways... I, you know what? I think we need a name then. Well, you're not I in mean, love unless you have a name. Okay, fine. So, I, <laughs> M, MCOT? I think MCOT. Okay. That should be our name, MCOT. Skomeg. Skomeg. I like Skomeg. Uh, Mystic McScotty. Mystic McScotty. <laughs> Skomeg, you like that? Okay. Skomeg. Okay. M-Meg. Megot. 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 Oh. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Well. <laughs> it's Megot. If you're still listening. That's bad. And you want to vote on one of these. I'm going to go with MCOT, but all right. MCOT. I like Mystic McScotty. All right. All right. So <laughs> obviously I know very little about celebrities and their <laughs> loved ones and their weird name mergings. But I did pick out some celebrities in the news. Okay. I, my first one. All right. I, mean, I don't even know this one. All right. So there's, there's Megan Fox. I know her. Yes. And she, I don't know if they're married, engaged, boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever. Right. Just dating. I have no idea. They're but she's engaged. Got, she's the guy M Gun, right? The guy who's Machine named, Gun Kelly. The gun, yeah, AK forty seven right. dude. Okay. Okay. All right. So I assume this is how they spend their energy. One, they drink each other's blood. They do. So that's a lot of their time. Yeah. That that takes time. You wouldn't think it does, but it takes time. You gotta set everything up. It's gotta be a setup. Probably have to put like a lot of towels down. I hope so. You know, you need bandage just in case things go wrong. <laughs> so that's a, a lot of energy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. Um <laughs> Okay. And then I a lot of the time, I, all I know is they make out all the time in public. They make out right? a lot in public. Yeah. yeah. Gun it's guy. a lot of expen- yeah, expenditure. Yeah, so a lot of making out in public. Right. And then I'm assuming, this is what I think. I think when there's no paparazzi, there's no cameras, these are the most boring two people you on the planet. You say that all the time. I feel you they do nothing. The absolutely zero. Because they're saving all their energy budget for when they go outside and there's a camera there taking a picture of his like tongue in her ear or whatever she does. You say this all the time. Yeah. And when like any of these articles come out, you're like, it's drugs, Megan. That's, that's drugs. <laughs> Because they're always like, we are the most in love. People, you don't even know the devil cries when they watch what we do. And you're like, that's drugs. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, <laughs> look, people true. spend a lot of energy 
you know, wanting to be them and, well, you know, wanting to know about their drug, their uh, blood drinking. Well, when I, uh, when I do aura readings and I'm kind of picky about who I decide to like do aura readings about. Yeah. My whole point is just back to the energy budget thing. It's like, if you're going to pay attention to somebody or people or whatever, for me, I like to know why I'm paying attention to them and what it makes me feel and what it's bringing up for me. So when I do an aura reading, that's what I dive in there. Like, what what are we seeing of ourselves reflected in this? So let's take that nugget. Right. Which for me is always interesting. There's always some nugget or nuance that I think is the real reason why we all, we all care. Right. Not just because they're, you know, little, they do their attention things or sure. whatever. I think that there's something that's inside. So anyways, that's, that's your, I do try to for. elevate my fascination with these people. Yeah. And I know you do get asked a lot to do some uh, celebrity other ones that you don't do. I won't do And there's some people. that you just won't do no. because the energy is... It's just not it's, right. It's, and then I just, I'm not seeing what the... But for me... No, you can't find anything For me, it. I, it's not, it wouldn't be authentic to me. So yeah. I only do the ones that I find authentic Jeez. to me. That's all. Okay. The other, another couple I have for their energy budget is... I think you mentioned this one. This is Courtney Kardashian... Kardashian. Yeah. And <laughs> I thought, actually, she was with AK-47. No. And... But she's with the other guy. Travis Barker. They're like right, all he doesn't wear shirts. friends. Yeah, he doesn't wear a shirt, but right. he wears a lot of tattoos. Yes. So and I put of... that in there, that his energy budget, he <laughs> going shopping for clothes, zero. <laughs> he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to wear a shirt. Yeah. So that that's good. So okay. again, I have them also uh, making out with each other in public. Yes. So they do that a lot. Yes. Uh, that's a lot of their energy. And then I also have that Courtney... They spend some time drinking very special drinks. She spends the time drinking very oh, special drinks. Just, I, that, yeah. Yeah. You're so, going to have to Google that, people. It's a family show. It's a family show. There's young kids <laughs> listening. And that was the latest article. Yeah. She drinks a very special drink now. It's very special drinks. And we're like, really? Barker, oh, it's a Barker special. And, <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, or maybe the, the gun guy comes over too. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> So, so, and then I think there's like some weird energy duel going on okay. where these energy budgets with the Courtney and, and Barker guy yeah. and then uh, the AK-47 guy and Megan Fox. Yeah. I, I, there's some weird thing going on well, there. Well, they're friends and I think they're trying to market they're, similarly or something. Yeah. So their energy budgets, I feel, are merging. Well, I think when you're friends with Kardashians, this is my total, I have no idea if this is true or not. This is my energy read on the whole thing. When you're friends with the Kardashians, they're such like a unified kind of force with all the same team and kind of like to be friends with them, you kind of get swept into their tidal wave. They're great, probably great people to be friends with if you want to get big because that's just automatically what's going to happen to you if you're friends with them. Okay. So it's interesting you're just saying, oh, they feel like I get them confused or whatever because I feel like that's if you're friends, they all, you know, they merge. Yeah. But let, let's shift focus for a second here. Okay, so you know we did we had a little fun with these celebrity energy budgets, but you know I think what I think in my again this is my only my opinion uh, maybe we're putting our energy towards people uh, that, you know maybe we should be putting our energy towards other people yeah you know so I kind of did a little re- you know I was just doing research trying to figure out you know and I started to look up like uh, doctors famous doctors and who people who were making real inroads and. In different medical fields and things like that, just, just to see, like, does anyone follow them, or do they have any following, or, or people listening to them? And I just happened across this guy named David, uh, Doctor David Langer, who's a neurosurgeon. Uh, he's chair of neurosurgery, neurosurgery at Lenox Hospital in New York City, 
And he actually does have an Instagram. Oh. He has 49,000 followers. He's, he's verified. Uh, he's, he's a creator of Playback Health, which is his cool thing for empaths. Again, this is not an ad or anything. I'm just going. You just what, want it. You were yeah. curious. Yeah. Do was, real life heroes get recognition the same way right. celebrities do? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, I know there's other people that I mentioned, you know, maybe I don't even know what they do. Maybe they make movies, you know, songs. I don't know. Musicians, sing, musicians artists. Whatever. Yeah. But, you know, here's here's a person who, you know, has made incredible fields in neurosurgery. And again, you know, he does have a little following of, you know, decent following. But I guess what I'm kind of saying is where we're putting our energy. And yeah. For me, you know, maybe it's better to put it more towards these type of people. And I've, I've said this many times on the podcast, you know, there should be more awards for nurses and teachers and firefighters and yes. police and all that. And you know, it's just my, it's one of my things. Yeah. You know, it's just one of my things where we put our energy to, who we put our energy to. And I, you know, I prefer to do that. It was the other day on the Today Show, I saw this and they were honoring nurses and I thought that yeah. was incredible. That was a great segment. Yeah. Such a great segment. So mm-hmm. much better than the Oscars. Right. Or, or the Grammys. Right. Um, yeah. So, they did so, like a nurse's graduation ceremony on it, the Today Show and it was so wonderful. Yeah. And like, thank you for honoring these like actual real life Real life heroes. Hero. That was unbelievable. Yeah. And I wish there was more of that. Right. That's all. No, that's really good. And I think that that's in spirit of what we're doing today, which is asking ourselves, which I'm going to talk about next, everything that you do, even on social media, when you follow somebody, why am I following this person? And do I, do, what does it do for me? And does it make me, how does it make me feel? Right. I think those are good things. So you're saying, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like what, what, what am I getting? Am I getting a return? If I'm, if you're, there's someone you're just not getting a return from, mm-hmm. why are you putting energy there? Right. And maybe, and again, if you're not into neurosurgery and things like that, you wouldn't be getting a return from him either. No, but, but even back to like when you were talking about back at Domino's, like you put a lot of investment in distraction. Yes. And you got back exactly what you wanted. You got back a good chunk of distraction. And I think, and I'm guilty of it too. Like following people or looking at things or paying attention or going down rabbit holes. Like, what am I investing my energy in? Is it distraction? Yes. Because I'll get that. And then what am I distracting from? And then once you start asking yourself these questions and getting more comfortable and you maybe, maybe you start paying attention to different energies and different, Oh, you know, following that doctor, he's going to make me want to, Oh, look at everything he's doing. Well, what should I be doing? Like that. Right. So those are the type of questions that you, you'll start asking yourself when you follow or you start paying attention to different things. Or, But that takes work. So I think that some of us are like, oh, I'm too busy to, to, to do that. But it's just interesting. Yes. Definitely. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you, Scott. You got it. All right. A couple ads and then we're going to hear from, hear from you about energy budgets. When you know more, you can do more, right? Well, what if you could use science to discover more about your body, find out what you need for your healthier tomorrow with Everly Well? Everly Well is digital healthcare designed for you, all at an affordable and transparent price. With over 30 at-home lab tests, you'll be able to choose the test that makes the most sense for you to get the answers you need, like the women's health test or the food sensitivity test. Everly Well also has high quality vitamins and supplements to support your overall health. Choose from a variety of options, including vitamin D3 and omega-3 fish oil. Here's how it works. Everly Well ships products straight to you with everything needed in one package. To take your at-home lab test, simply collect your sample, 
and use the included prepaid shipping label to mail your test back to a certified lab. Your physician-reviewed results get sent to your phone or device in just days. And you can share the results with your primary care physician to help guide next steps. If you ordered vitamins and supplements, you can start adding them to your daily routine right away. It's so simple, and over 1 million people have trusted EverlyWell to support their health and wellness goals, and you should too. I took the food sensitivity test, and what an eye-opener that was. A lot of foods I was eating on the daily, I realized I was sensitive to and weren't doing me any favors. Well, for listeners of the show, EverlyWell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash KYA. That's everlywell.com slash KYA for 20% off your next at-home lab test. That's everlywell.com slash KYA. I've realized that taking care of my scalp needs to be part of my health routine. Well, Way's new products have given me an easy and effective go-to way to do that. Hair care, it's more than just about styling. A daily hair and scalp health regimen can help make a huge difference. Way's new scalp serum and thick and full supplements are a complete solution for promoting the appearance of thicker, fuller, healthier hair. Before using Waze products, I had really issues with um, my hair falling out, breakage, how dry it looks, taking care of it thermally when I dry it with my heat styling tools. I have seen such a difference in using the serum, especially. Um, Consistency is such a key for these products. So using it daily for an extended amount of time, I have just seen the appearance of my hair totally approve. So Whey has thick and full supplements. They are vegan, one-a-day supplements with zero flavor that support thicker, fuller, and healthier hair. They reduce the appearance of shedding and support hair strength. They improve your overall hair health. They contain beauty boosting ingredients such as biotin and pea shoot extract that promote thicker, fuller strands, only vegan, gluten-free, and cruelty-free ingredients. Their scalp serum, their daily scalp serum that can be used day or night with wet or dry hair, it soothes irritation from those tight ponytails and excessive hair detangling, keeps your hair feeling stronger and looking fuller through a healthy, hydrated, balanced scalp. It contains skincare-inspired ingredients such as hyaluronic acid and adaptogens. Safe for color-treated hair and chemical-treated hair. Only vegan, gluten-free, and cruelty-free ingredients. So grow all the way with Waze Scalp Serum and Thick and Full Supplements. Go to The Way, that's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code Aura to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Code Aura. At this point, if you've been doing some work on yourself, you may have noticed many things, but also this one thing, that certain situations, people, places, things you used to spend time in and find entertaining now just may exhaust you or you may have to push yourself to be excited about them at all or you may even have to now pretend to care and you may be wondering why. When this happens, it just means you need to rebalance your energy budget. The more you're aware of your energy, 
the less you end up wanting to give it to things that don't serve you or the overall good of the world. And your energy can become very sensitive to being wasted. You're just more cognizant of it, how you spend it and where it goes. You, When you care about your energy more, you care more about where you send it to. Um, yeah, the more you are aware of your energy, there's different approaches to how you may notice you've been spending it. If you think about it, every single day you wake up with a certain amount of energy. And we think of energy as our get up and go mode, what we can get done, how many things we can cross off our to-do list. The energy we're talking about here is where you put your consciousness, what you think about, what you spend time pondering, what you spend time letting yourself sit inside. That's what we're talking about here. And you have a limited amount of that every day too. So when you're spending it on things that aren't aligning to your higher self purpose, you're going to start really feeling it. So in the past, you know, you take this time, might take you some time to think about the pattern of how you've always spent this energy. Some of us spend it all on other people, other people's problems, what's going on with other people. When you have a minute to yourself, you're like, oh, I should text this person, see how they're doing. And we spread all our energy to everyone else. And if there is any left for us at the end of the day, we can often feel guilty using it. Or you can use it, therefore, to tell yourself how no good you are. Some people spend it all on themselves and don't know how to budget their own energy so that they will steal some of yours. Some people use all their energy to create huge drama pits and huge theatrical productions that bring other people in. Some people spend all their energy on that. But some people definitely learn how to balance it, and it's something that you're moving towards doing. It's a lifetime. It's a lifetime thing because depending on what's going on with you and how you've grown and evolved, you'll always have to kind of look at your energy and be like, oh, wait, I can stop doing this or I can add this or I can delete to that. Just like you look at your subscriptions every once in a while and you're like, oh my gosh, nobody's watching Disney Plus. Let's get rid of it. You might look at your energy every once in a while and be like, oh my gosh, why am I following this person on Instagram? They just make me feel horrible about myself. Unfollow. It's, it's the same thing. And it frees up a lot more energy for you to put elsewhere. Also, if you think of it like eating, because, I mean, sometimes it's easier for us to kind of think about these things in the 3D. If you think about eating, if you don't eat all day, you don't give yourself nourishment, or you don't take the time to really sit down and eat a proper meal like you should, what tends to happen? You end up binging at some point the carbs in the pantry. That would be me what I do. So, so, you know, Skittles and white breads and whatever else you can get your hands on, get that sugar high. And I see us doing this with our spiritual energy too. If we don't spend the time that we need to on replenishing and nurturing ourselves, meaning taking our energy and being mindful and reflecting and meditating and thinking about these things and, and really paying attention to where we're putting our energy 
we will, you know, we spe- we end up spending in it then on trash relationships and trash entertainment and draining and stressful drama in places just to give us the illusion of energy. So if you don't take proper care of your own energy, you can like binge get it from really negative places, just like that handful of Skittles. And what does it do? It gives you a burst for a little bit. It gives you the illusion of being nourished, but it's not. It leaves you feeling shaky, hungry later, gross, wasted feeling, exhausted fatigue. And it's the same thing when you spend no time on your spiritual health. You're not budgeting your energy. You're just giving it to everyone you can and in a lot of places that aren't going anywhere. And then when you sit down, you're like, oh God, you just feel like empty and there's a void in you and you end up filling it with whatever rabbit hole everybody wants you to go down today or so-and-so's cyclical drama that they always have or, or something that doesn't make you feel good in the long run. When you start really tapping into the messages the universe gives you and paying attention to your role in this world, your energy becomes way more focused and less scattered. You have a purpose to being here. We talk about this all the time in this podcast. You have a purpose. And when you start to focus in on that and just align with your higher self and start to listen to the messages, you see how important it is that you keep yourself healthy and spiritually minded and mindful and surrounded by like-minded people who support that and you support it in them rather than all these places that distract you from it. So then you have less energy to direct it towards things that don't work and relationships that don't work and then more energy to concentrate on what does. You just don't have the bandwidth anymore to be scattered. You have more, more energy to focus your energy. It's kind of like going straight up instead of sideways. You have to propel all of it into the direction that you know what's best for you instead of giving pieces away of yourself all over just to keep the noise down, just to keep the peace, just to keep other people satiated. I use this analogy with myself. It makes sense to me. Um, At the beginning of, of all this work I was doing, you know, I was talking a couple episodes back about finding my way from Spanish teacher to aura reader. And we didn't get into part two of that, but part two of that had a lot to do. Well, how am I going to do this? How am I going to spread a message? And I'm much better one-on-one with somebody than I am kind of like working a crowd. Like this podcast works for me because I feel like I'm talking to you because I am. I picture you and I'm talking to you. So it feels one-on-one to me, so that works. But I wasn't ever going to probably do the Teresa Caputo thing, like where I'm like in the middle of a stadium. It's just, to me, it doesn't work with what I, the way that I get message and like what my purpose is with the giving, giving people spirit message. It just didn't work with me. But I didn't know that right away. But I did know this. I felt like, because I would try to do things like that. And I felt like, um, like, you know, when you when I was a kid, I guess you're not supposed to do this anymore, but you'd go to a pond with a loaf of bread. That's what we did. Okay. I don't do it anymore because I know it's bad for them, but sorry. Okay. Anyways, you'd go to a pond with a loaf of bread and all the hungry ducks came like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of ducks came. And 
that loaf of bread went in like a second and each duck maybe had a crumb, but most of them didn't even get anything. And you felt bad because it was, they all just got a little bit, but nobody ever got the whole thing. Nobody ever got the whole piece. No duck ever got full, like a full tummy. And so you kind of felt bad. And I realized that's what I felt like when I was just giving pieces of things to people instead of a more one-on-one thing. Um, for me, I don't like to give lots of tiny pieces of bread to tons of people. I like to give full pieces, full loaves to one person. So I don't like to give tiny bits of message to a lot of people that kind of is just interesting or a party trick. I like to sit down and be like, what does spirit have to say to you? And let's change this one person's life through spirit versus just a bunch of information that someone's like, cool. And they walk away. All right. So you have to think of that with you too. Where are you giving tiny pieces of yourself that aren't making a difference where instead you could give a full attention of yourself somewhere that would make a difference? That's my duck analogy. I try to think about that a lot. It helps focus me when I'm having a hard time understanding what I need to give my energy to. I just think of like where it's getting utilized the best. So when we're aware that we have a limited amount of energy, and a purposeful amount of energy. We have to identify where it's good to put it, where we can recharge it, and where we can stop putting it as well. Being mindful and making things a choice where we can is what this episode, what this part's about today. So asking ourselves just mindfully during the day, who am I spending my energy on right now? Where am I spending it on? For what good? To what end? Does this make me feel good? Does this make me feel bad? Does this make me feel empty? Sometimes it takes days to process these things. So maybe you just feel tired and you just got to put a pin in that and be like, okay, that means something. I don't know what, but that has something to do with my energy budget needing to be rebalanced. And, And over time, you can narrow down what needs to be canceled from your life and what you might need to replace within your budget. So let's talk about things that you may notice in your energy budget. If you're doing any of these things, it is time to cancel that subscription and pay attention and do something else. People pleasing. Okay. People pleasing is fear. Do you know how long it took me to realize that? Okay. I know it's um, common sense, but... It wasn't for, like, I knew it for a long time, but I didn't know it. But people-pleasing is fear. It's fear that you won't be loved if you don't do it. That the strangers on the street are more important than your own self-care. That the people in your life who are demanding deserve more time and energy than you give to yourself. That the loud people are more important than the quiet people. That you take from your own precious source energy to keep them at bay, keep feeding them your energy, keep making them feel alive. And when you see this, you're going to start redistributing your energy away from any sort of people-pleasing. By the way, normal people don't want you to people-please them. If you think about it, you probably don't want to be pleased. It's weird. So you got to think about that in all relationships. Like, do I require this from this from people, the way that this person's requiring it from me? Chances are probably not. By the way, episode 81, I did all about people-pleasing if you want to dive into that more. You can understand that pleasing people isn't your calling. It's actually a distraction from your calling. Being available to the energy source that is the universe, that is your highest good, that is your purpose, means you don't have to please others. 
because at the end of the day, what really happens is the more you balance your energy budget, the more you understand that you're getting all your energy from source. So your unconditional love, um, this the, the peace that comes with it, it's bigger than people pleasing. It's it's better than the feeling of knowing that everyone around you isn't mad at you. It's better than that. And then you don't care anymore. Will you get labeled for it? Sure. <laughs> is part of you going to care? Yeah, the ego part of you is totally going to care that people are saying you're, you're a big meanie now. But that's the other thing that goes away. The caring enough to change your behavior back to people-pleasing habits because of it. So think about in your life where you're pleasing people, where you're worried, oh, wait, I didn't text them twice instead of once like everybody else or like, wait a second, why are you thinking about them so much? Is that a them thing? Is that a you thing? What's going on? So start noticing that and move away, move your energy away from that. Similarly, our codependent relationships in episode 100, I talk about this way more in depth because basically when you're an empathic person, so indigo blue, some purple, some turquoises, you feed off of the other of others' opinions of you. So their happiness is important because you feel it all the all the time. Again, I will say that other people's happiness is important to you because you feel it all the time. So codependent to me is like living with somebody who's smelly, but they don't do anything to fix it, but you don't want to smell them. So you're the one that's cleaning them. <laughs> but emotionally. So being codependent means you're living with somebody who has like weird up and down moods or whatever, and you are feeling it all the time and you don't want to because it feels the same as your own feelings. So you do things to make sure they're okay and push your own stuff aside. That's how I think about it. When you become more aware of your own energy and you differentiate it from others, and you see that it, your own energy is fed by spirit, not by borrowing other people's emotions, you don't need their happiness the way that you used to. They can have their up and down emotions. You can, you, there, is a, there is a buffer that can go there. The healthy people in your life, they respect this. They applaud you for it. They're like, good, good job. I'm so proud of you. The ones who were there because they needed you to be codependent, manipulating you, are so unaware themselves, they feed off people in order to feel okay, will have a major problem with it. So in the past, their anger towards you, their labels and issues with you seemingly not being as concerned with their well-being would have manipulated you back on track. But when you resecure this with your energy, it won't. Because when you see it and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm done with those people. I'm going to put different things in my life instead of the people that need me to be codependent and it's a codependent relationship, then you're budgeting your energy different. And here's the thing and, and with, with the whole, it's not, I mean, it can feel cold on a 3D level, but really you're saying, you know what? I appreciate you in my life, these people that have to go away. I appreciate you, you. Sometimes they can't hear it, but you can say it to their higher self and you can say it to the universe. I am thankful for these people in, in my life. These are the things they taught me. These are the lessons. I'm so thankful, but I met them in my, in my trauma state. I met them in my emotionally unwell state and I've grown and now it's time to move on. But I leave them with a lot of love because you have to. And that's what happens when you, when you redistribute your energy. 
a lot of your relationships may fall into the codependent and people-pleasing ones. So when you start to manage your energy budget, you're going to lose relationships. It happens. It's hard. But the people who stick around and celebrate you and the new people who come in reflective of this new respect you have for yourself, they'll make up for it. Could be a smaller circle, but that's okay. The other thing you have to look for when you're managing your energy budget is how you harm yourself in thoughts, in words, in deeds. You're going to find yourself being kinder to yourself. And it'll not just happen in your voice, it'll happen in your actions towards yourself. You'll feel the need to take care of yourself the way you would a child. I tell people all the time, especially in our society where we're taught to hate ourselves, we're taught to hate ourselves healthy. Hate yourself thin. Hate yourself healthy. Hate yourself sugar-free. Hate your blood pressure down. (laughs) That's so counterproductive. Because the symptoms of loving yourself are healthy, are healthy living. Love first, then your health comes. And sometimes, you know, and it's sad, but in our, in a lot of my readings, people are like, why aren't, why don't I look this way? Or why can't I lose weight? Or why am I so unhealthy? Or why do I keep eating sugar? Like, you know, and I just, I just tell them what spirit gives me which is treat yourself the way you treat a child. If you had a little three-year-old, what, how would you feed them? And how would you cuddle them? And how would you talk to them? You have to treat yourself that way. You have to find your little inner three-year-old you and love them. And you have to imagine yourself talking to yourself and soothing your fears the same way you would a child instead of bashing yourself over a mistake. You talk to yourself about the fabulous lesson you just learned and reassure yourself that it's okay to make mistakes. You learn from it. You grow. You celebrate it. You want to try new things and congratulate yourself for doing it. Even if you fell on your face, it's about the effort you put in, not the result. It's about the attempt, not what happens after. It's about how you approached it, not what others saw. And when you start managing your energy budget, you're going to start talking to yourself in this way, treating yourself this way, feeding yourself this way, and just being kind to yourself this way. You're going to start putting yourself to bed on time. (laughs) You're going to start doing all these things. And it's just going to feel really good because when you manage your energy budget, you start loving yourself a lot better and you start loving yourself with actions too. And that's, that is true advice from spirit when people, um, yeah, when people have their issues with their, the way they look or their health, they get so, we all get so nasty to ourselves, don't we? And that's just not how it works. So that yes, harming yourself. The other thing you're gonna ha- you're gonna see happen when you start really paying attention to where your energy is going, the in and out of it, you're gonna start guarding your emotional self. Here's the deal: you're, I would say, if you're listening to this podcast, you're an open, vulnerable, and emotional person. Even if you don't show it all the time, you know you are. You're sensitive, and you were made this way for a reason. It's a strength. It's a gift. It's a wonderful thing for you to protect, not to be a dumping ground for other stuff they themselves can't and aren't handling. There's a difference between using your openness to help someone who's trying to help themselves, people who are really trying, not pretending, because there are people who like to be fixed 
but don't get better. And there are people that really want to get better. That There's a difference between those two types of people. Some people just like to, to be fixed, but they never get better. And those are the people we need to guard our emotional self from. And you're going to find yourself exhausted by these people in your life. When they text you or call you or you're hanging out with them, you're going to find yourself just like, oh, I can't. And you're not mean. Your higher self is like, this is a bad investment of our energy. <laughs> and it's and the, and that physical symptom of just like over it is your cue that it's time to cancel that subscription. So anyways, not everyone can receive your emotional self and use it to the best of their ability to level up in life. And you'll see this. And you'll have to pick and choose who it goes to. That's not selfish. That's being energy budget conscious. Think of your energy like money. You know, there's good ones. There's bad ones to put it. Good investments, bad investments. You're looking for good investments. These are people and places and opportunities which will take your energy and like multiply it and grow it and reinvest it and spend it wisely and pay it forward. So... There are some places it's always a good investment, like children, animals, the elderly, special needs, you know, people who are loving and ready to receive your energy because they really want to better themselves in life or they really want to just give joy to other people or they really, really appreciate it and they're grateful. I mean, there are places that are never bad investment, but I know you know that there are places that are bad investments and these are the people that are extremely good at taking your energy and just dumping it down the empty pit of themselves. And that's where you got to walk away from. Another thing that's going to happen when you start managing your energy budget, you're not going to beat around bushes anymore. You're not going to repeat yourself. So if you say something once and firmly, it's like, no, you know, listen, this is what's going. Yes, my advice. Here it is. Take it or leave it. Okay. You give it once. You give it with love. If someone asks you a million times the same thing because they want a different answer, you might just start feeling very over it. You can't just coddle and cultivate the wrong energy. You just won't have the energy for it anymore. Again, it's not mean. You're just not there to sit in the same problem with somebody that they don't want it to change. And by the way, this isn't, these are, when I talk about these people or places or opportunities, these are things that are cyclically like this, not a friend who's going through something. I think we understand the difference, like you know, somebody who's lost somebody or somebody's going through a breakup or something who needs you. That's different because sometimes we all have times when we're not our best selves and it's okay. But the people, some people like to stay sick. Some people like to stay in a slump and drag you down in there with them and get mad at you. If you don't stay there, you're just not going to have the energy for it. Social media. Okay, here it is. Energy budgeting and social media. The amount you can take in will decrease significantly. <laughs> there is a need to just cut down what you're looking at. You're going to find yourself deleting, snoozing pages and people which feel energy taxing. You're going to find yourself feeling really ill when you spend too much time in those places. When you're online, 
you're exchanging energy with everyone you're seeing. Even as you're swiping through your TikToks or your Instagram reels or your feed or your Facebook, every single thing you read, even if it takes two seconds, that's zapping your energy. That's ex- You're having a, an energy exchange with that. So be careful. I've had to, because I have to be on social media to do these things, it's, it's hard. So I, I'm like very good lately at just snoozing a lot of things if I don't want to see it. And it's helped me a lot. So in my social media spaces, it's just, I just see a lot of cats and like positive stuff and like recipes that I'll never make. Okay. But like, I, I avoid everything else. That's not shutting down to the world because you can still stay up to date on current events and know what's going on. But the recycling of it, the rehashing of it, you're not going to have the energy for that anymore. That's the other thing with um, with news, okay? Here's the thing. In our day and age, there's a lot of horrific things going on. Horrific. And people go and argue with each other online about how to handle it. Take that energy and just go go do something. Instead of argue, do. That's it. And then move on. Because they want us, the 3D world wants us to be distracted, fight with each other. And then what happens? We stay in the exact same spot we're at. So just take whatever you're saying should happen and go write somebody about it or make some sort of action towards it. Because that's what you're going to find yourself wanting to do with an energy budget. The arguing, the cyclical things that get nowhere, it can be very, very draining and you're going to find yourself not wanting to be caught up in it. So get updated on your current events, take the action where you can and move on. Same thing with entertainment, like TV shows, podcasts, etc. Things that are no longer serving your purpose or growth and evolution can feel very draining to you. It's not ignoring things. It's just not serving you anymore and the goals that you have. So you can feel, you can just find yourself all of a sudden you're not watching a certain show anymore everybody's watching or you're not up to date with the current rabbit hole everyone's dove into, but you also might not care. I am not a yellow aura, which means my children's um, bedtime schedules are horrific. So yellow auras, I'm sorry. I Somebody help me. But anyways, I lay with my seven-year-old every night She needs me to lay next to her. It's the only way she falls asleep. So I lay there and what do I have? I have my phone. So I'm laying on my side and I was scrolling through my phone way too much because sometimes it takes her like a half hour, 45 minutes to fall asleep. Yeah, I know. It's, I know. So I'm like laying and I didn't like how I was feeling. I'm like, oh God, like I feel so gross. I'm reading all these things I don't want to read. All these people saying mean things to each other. I don't like it. I don't want to know these things. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to, um, this is not an ad whatsoever, but I downloaded Duolingo and because I know Spanish and I know English. So I'm going to teach myself French. So I've been doing French for like half a year every night. So every night I teach myself, you know, it's a great app. I, I do French and my daughter hears me repeat it in there. She's falling asleep and she knows a little French now. So that's all. This my, that's an example of an energy budget exchange. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. I'm just saying that I feel so much better now. I'm not like scrolling stuff. I'm learning something and it made me feel better. 
drama and gossip, you're not going to care anymore. You're going to have, like, total apathy. And also, if you find these things coming at you, drama, gossip, uh, you know, a great energy budget tip is to, like, not listen and get out of, get out of it as soon as you can. Discussing other people is such a time waster. It's just anytime that starts happening, think, where else could I be putting my energy and time right now? You just have to take it and be like, okay, I'm done with this conversation. I need to like do anything that furthers me. Even taking a walk around the block or literally anything would be better than that because it's an energy exchange and uh, it just wastes it. Also, pretending to be who everybody thinks you are, that inauthentic self that you've been presenting and promoting your whole life, it's going to deteriorate the more you handle your energy budget. You're going to find yourself surprising yourself with responses that you have now, new likes, new interests, new disinterests, (laughs) things that used to entertain you but now don't. You might really find yourself becoming more of yourself and needing more time with yourself to get acquainted with this new actual you. And major life change will happen here. The more you balance your energy budget, the more the whole world has to align to that. So get ready. If the job isn't exactly the way that you need it to be, you'll you'll get a job change. You're going to have relationships change. You might move. You might start doing all these new things that are aligning to the fact that the message you're putting out there is, I don't waste time. I do not waste my precious energy. My energy is precious. Anything I put it towards has to serve me or the greater good in some way that I can see and I can feel inside, and there's a mutual exchange of positivity with it. And the universe will start sending you people, opportunities, and situations that aren't time wasters. So you're going to get busier, and your life is going to change. You're also going to stop taking things personally when the more you budget your energy, I don't know, if somebody can't do something or someone doesn't show up for you or follows through, taking things personally requires so much energy. You have to sit there and feel victimized. You have to be like, what is wrong with them? That is so rude. Who raised them? You know, you have to sit there and wonder. And it's just kind of like becomes a shrug. You're like, whatever. And it doesn't mean that you accept them or you give them a pass. You might never, you might, what's going to happen is you see reality. So you're like, okay, that's just them. Like, they can't do that. So I'm not going to sit and wonder why. I just accept it and move on. That's the easiest way. I adapt to who they are and I just move on. I'm not going to sit there and find a way that I've been victimized with it. I'm not going to take it personally because that requires energy and you can spend that in other places. Easier just to accept people for who they are and move on. And steer clear if you have to of them. Finally, you can really feel like not angry anymore. It's more of an acceptance of reality, which descends upon you. You can feel really calm and really clear-headed. And then you find it a lot easier to create really strong boundaries. Oh, the hardest thing to do, those boundaries. You aren't afraid to be clear about what you can or cannot do. And when you say no to something, if someone takes it the wrong way, You're not as controlled or affected by it the way you used to. It's sad when people don't get it, but not sad enough for you to continue to change what your comforts and limitations are to meet their needs. So when we take, when we, I guess the whole point of today's episode was let's start in every single thing we're doing in mind, body, action, thought, where does this serve me? 
Why do I like this? Why don't I like this? What else could I be doing here? And for the purpose of showing the universe that you do not waste time in places that don't serve you or the greater good. And see what you get sent. See what wonderful, awesome, amazing things happen to you and for you because you're putting that message out there. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. So I'm encouraging all of you, the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family, go on over to the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family closed Facebook group and please share with us where you have maybe recalibrated your energy budget. <laughs> I think it would be really cool to see how people have reinterpreted um, in their lives where they're spending energy based off of where they're getting and what they're getting back and how they've made adjustments. It'll give us all ideas, inspiration, insight. I mean, you guys are the best. You come up with the most amazing insights for us, and it's really encouraging. And I just want you to know that I've already changed my energy budget a little bit. (laughs) If you go upstairs, you look on the wall, there's a new picture of Britney Spears. (laughs) She's free. I mean, very free, if you know what I mean, from her Instagram. Very free now. Um, And that's what's up on our wall now. (laughs) I forgot to say the one thing that you spent your 1999 energy budget on, which wasn't probably the best investment. What? You had like one of those first Apple computers. Remember they came in all different colors? Yes. (laughs) I thought I was so cool. You thought you were so cool. I I remember. I I thought I was the coolest person in the world. I walked into Best Buy. It was nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. Was it really? Yeah, it was like nine ninety nine. That's pricey because with inflation too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was doing. I was doing okay with some stocks. Yeah, so you were like. So I just like went in there and, and you laid down. Me. I well, laid that actually, money down. You did. <laughs> like you know, boom. Yeah, like, here it is. Yeah, but yeah, that was a bad investment. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an AOL machine. Yes. That's what. Well, oh, AOL. Nineteen ninety nine. A lot of AOL. I still have AOL. <laughs> I do too. Okay. All right, over, this is overtime. This Don't is overtime. tell anyone. Oh, you, we have an exciting announcement. Yes. Uh, now, something that was not a waste of energy. We do now have <laughs> a uh, website just for Nor- Know Your Aura podcast. Yes. www. I don't think you need to <laughs> you say, don't that have to say that anymore. Knowyouraura.com. <laughs> right. And we got the episodes are up on there. We yes. got merchandise. We got. Uh, cool stuff about auras. We're going to add to it all the time. It's going to be an evolving website, really cool hub. You can yes. come visit for aura vocab and all sorts of fun stuff. And the yes. episodes come out there first. That's the other thing. Yes. Now, don't waste too much of your energy there, but waste a little bit of your energy <laughs> there, especially in the merch section. Okay. <laughs> you can use code LOVE for 10% off. Correct. Thank you all so much for spending some time with us today. You know this podcast is for you and about you, and you all take care. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app.